Good morning, and welcome to The Freaks. If you've been with us before, you know what The Freaks are about. If you're new, welcome. But before we begin, you should be aware of a series of very important warnings. First and foremost, The Freaks are not for children. In all honesty, there's some grown adults that can't even handle them. The Freaks are not fake news. Nope, they've been gleaned fresh right from the unseemly underbelly of the internet. Yes, these are people who share or shared this world. And their antics are, at best, highly unusual, and at worst, mind-scarringly horrific. But no matter how you stack the freaks, and no matter how your day's going, you're gonna feel so much better about yourself when you hear about people's actions that are far and away unacceptable, mind-bogglingly ignorant, intellectually bankrupt, profoundly drunk, poor decision-making, half-wit, sanctimonious reprobates. Your life, by comparison, is gonna seem like a sweet dream. So strap on your helmets and buckle in. And if any time during the presentation of the freaks you taste blood or metal, all right, um, we're, we're starting slow here, and, and you we have you're kind of scaring me with that. Intro. I know. Well, I, I want people to be prepared for the worst. <laughs> now, I've heard of towns like this, but this is the first one that I've heard of specifically. One Antarctica town requires prospective residents to literally have their appendix removed before you can even move there. That's right. An appendectomy is one of the prerequisites for everyone, including children, to visit Villa La Estrellas, one of two civilian settlements on the frozen continent where people can reside for years. Uh, located in Chile's freeze base in King George Island, the outpost boasts about 100 inhabitants. Uh, preemptive appendix uh, extraction might sound like a sadistic initiation ritual, but was implemented for good reason. The nearest hospital, over 1,000 miles away. Yikes! Yeah, you don't... You don't want to. Uh, so they don't. Yeah. If you have something go wrong, you probably wouldn't make it. You might want to get your your teeth your teeth checked really well too. The last thing you need is to wake up with a big swollen. Oh yeah. Oh man, that's awful. Uh, Jim Belushi is uh, digging into a life of a cannabis farmer. <laughs> I uh, actually, when I read this story, I that's went and looked. Fun, I, I looked at it. It's on the Discovery Channel. I think it's Jim Belushi grows pot or something like that. He's starting its second season, by the way. Oh, growing Belushi. It's back for the second season, and I watched somebody. He's saying that <laughs> a lot of under, underground pests, he's talking about squirrels, gophers, rats, they keep eating his weed and getting high as hell. <laughs> he's, getting, well, he's getting all the critters super high. Boy, yeah. if John was still around, he'd yeah, take he'd, care he'd, of that, he'd, wouldn't he? <laughs> and, you, and you know, once they get high, they're just going to get the munchies and go right back for some more weed. <laughs> yeah, it's just going to be go. a vicious Well, vicious they're not cycle. smoking it. They're just chewing it. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're edibles is what they're doing. Um. I, there's a t- apparently there's a town called Snowflake. A man in the town of Snowflake is in FBI custody after a live grenade was found in his RV. Oh, my Lord. Uh, according to sheriff's officials, they received a call about a possible explosive device at the man's home. Uh, they called the man. They spoke to him. Uh, he admitted he possessed a live grenade. And I looked at it, and it had a waterproof cannon fuse going into it. So my guess was he found a dummy grenade that didn't have anything in it. And rebuilt it. And, and rebuilt it. And he said, listen. If you come and can't, if you come and uh, take this from me, I'm just going to make another one. So they came and took him. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. dumbass. They were just going to take your grenade. Now you go. Now you go. <laughs> and people don't. I can't believe they don't get that. Well, you don't see many hand grenades uh, being built in your local jail yeah, with a fuse. Yeah. How long? Yeah. Um, now this, uh, depending on your religion, you can look at things in, in a different light. A calf born on a farm in India has started uh, attracting visitors who believe it's the incarnation of the Hindu god, thanks to its third eye and an extra pair of nostrils. Despite its features, uh, the unusual animal born in the village of Rajan uh, has been deemed fit and healthy. 
Uh, some locals have claimed the baby animal is the incarnation of Lord Shiva, one of the three gods of Hinduism. Uh, a lot of people are making special journeys now. I saw this animal, and this is a mutation of some kind, obviously. I'm not sure it's that healthy, but I've seen a lot of things like this. Usually they don't live long. Uh, they're, they're, they're making a pilgrimage. They're offering gifts of coconuts and flowers. Uh, the calf weighs nearly 30 pounds and has a tongue much longer than any other calf. It is... Um, it is a very weird looking animal, and I'm not. It is. It's a genetic. Well, you know, when you got a third, where's the third eye? Right in the, right in the middle of its head, and it's sunk. It's sunk way in there too, so it's yeah. an eye, but it's like two or three inches in there. I wonder what kind of vision that would bring. I mean, we already have. You know, we've got our depth perception. If you got a third eye, I don't know. I don't know. Ah, uh, that's weird. I think this is going to be one of our, our last freaks because I like it so much. I like it when criminals do themselves harm in the act of committing a crime. Uh, a dad of two, uh, his name's Alexander Bill, 35, had to be rushed to a hospital by cops who found him bleeding and scorched on a nearby uh, waste garbage dump. I don't know how he got there. The construction worker has been jailed for 32 months. He caused $18,000 worth of damage to a skin clinic and a beauty, a beauty salon. What he did was he had a big can of gasoline, and he tried to he poured it through the little letter thing that the, they, the post people put the letters in. And then when he lit it, just a giant fireball shot out that mail slot and just engulfed his entire upper body. So you dumbass! Yeah, I don't. I, I know you were trying to, to create or do a crime, but what you basically did is, is turned yourself into Freddy Krueger. And I, 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 for me, the fact that he's a father of two that kind of makes, makes you worry. Makes about me the sad. Kid. Yeah, makes, it makes you worry me sad. About children, about two yeah. children. Yeah. Take our last break of the show. Come back with our final handful of freaks. <laughs> Let's Talk Money is sponsored by Evergreen Advisors. personal economic fate. We should never be fooled into thinking we don't have a say or that we cannot make a difference. Jim Place and Jamie O'Donnell are here every Monday through Friday from 12 to 1 p.m. on 102.3 FM. They offer no bailouts, no easy credit, and no simple solutions. Their premise is straightforward. 
You are the captain of your own ship and the master of your own destiny. Live from the offices of Evergreen Advisors at the Point in East Brainerd, it's time for Let's Talk Money. Good afternoon, Chattanooga. Let's Let's Talk Money with Jim Place and Jamie O'Donnell. 267-1023 is our number. We start our market day. Dow sits at 35,470 points, up 102. S&P at 4,589, up 12.5. James, how are you? I'm great. Good. Max, what's up? Well, not a whole lot. We may have some snow by in the morning, they're saying. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. Hey, (laughs) I will say, uh, I did get to see some good snow yesterday. Where'd you go? Sequatchie. Dunlap. They had legitimate snow. It was beautiful. Did you have to hike in the snow? We did on the way in. But it was really pretty. Proper snow. I like to look at it, but that's close enough for me right there. No, in the south, looking at it's about as close as we need to get collectively as a society, Max. The roads were fine. Makes sense. I mean, we still went slow. You know, Further off the the main road, the worse it got. I drove a car that didn't belong to me all those years, so I wasn't too worried about it. (laughs) It belonged to the taxpayers. Well, that's true, and we tried not to tear them up, but we had to get out there and go to, to service the calls, so... We made it work. Think of all the places you might not have gone to if you'd had to drive your own car there. Oh, my wife. I had a four-wheel drive. My wife said, you're not taking my car out of the drive. No. (laughs) She didn't trust you to take it to work. No, no, no. And I'm going to tell you, during the big storm in 93, which I know everybody remembers, I drove a four-wheel drive police car all over Signal Mountain, and the snow was so deep I had to back up in places because the vehicle started plowing. It was up over, get up over the radiator. We were, I think we were living at that point. We were uh, in Hickson. Yes. I remember it. It was not good. No. But, you know, that was one thing, and it was a lot of snow. I think the worst one was the ice. How how many years ago was that? That was the biggest you-know-what show I had seen. Everybody, if, if you had a like a, a fancy car, BMW, any of the, any rear wheel drive vehicle you were, it's the cars on the side of the road were every pickup truck and every luxury car. And it was like everybody else kind of managed their well, the way through Well, pickup trucks had trouble because they didn't have enough weight in the back. back end, even if they were in four wheel drive. Yeah. No, ice is not, no, ice that is one not was to bad. be messed with. It took us both hours to get home. That's one I won't forget. All right, I got a question for you, Jamie. And I pulled an article up on it, but it came from a young man working part-time out at Council Fire, 19 years of age, that he said he didn't know what he described his first year as a gap year, or he just wasn't ready to go to school. But he asked me a question. He said, is a college education worth the cost? And I don't believe it's a snap a yes or no answer as you might believe. I think it I think it depends. What are you paying for it? Where are you going? What do you want to do? Now, well, if you look at the pure data, it, the, don't add the, the emotion yes. into it, yeah. Yeah, the data, I mean, go go over the pros. Here's the things that you're going to hear all the time. And there are situations where and the rule of thumb answer might be yes, you're probably better off with a college education. But there are there are not a majority of jobs out there today that require a college ed- education do not require that you go to Harvard 
do not require that you go to Vanderbilt, no. do not require that you spend three or four hundred thousand dollars and borrow two or three hundred thousand nope. dollars to get there. No, they don't. Uh, in in general, now, how many degrees did I have to have to do what I've done for the last forty years? None. Nobody ever asked me whether I had a college degree or didn't have a college degree. You know, they were ascertaining they may see CFP or some designation, yeah. but I can become a certified financial planner if I choose to without going to college. Well, and I think I can answer it personally. Was my college, were the degrees worth it? Yes, 100%. Would they have been worth it if I had to pay twice as much? Yes, 100%. That's just me, though. Well, let's say some of the positive, if you just look at the statistics and you look at the data, on average, college graduates make more money. Yes. Anywhere from 71 to 136% in the course of their lifetime. Uh, there's a percentage of jobs that you simply cannot get if you do not have a college degree. Um, so you would you could thereby ascertain he, that... I mean, to be fair... You're not getting the job you have now without a college degree if you're going to work for somebody else in the beginning. Probably not. But that's that's a different No, and, and, and that might be right. Period. It might have been yeah. a prerequisite. I don't even know where when I originally started with IDS whether it was a prerequisite it or not. It probably was. may have been. Uh, well, you happen to have one. Uh, it, so we say, there, are there more opportunities out there for those with a degree than those without? Yes, probably so. Uh College graduates statistically are more likely to have health insurance and retirement plans. Uh, young adults, they say young adults learn interpersonal skills in college. I can learn interpersonal skills anywhere. I mean, yes, uh, getting out of your own surroundings, getting away from your own home, getting out there and living with other people, discoursing in the world, but there are a lot of ways to do that. I mean, uh, I mean, look, I look in a lot of college, a lot of the universities today that have really gone kind of woke or left the center where they've got their safe spaces. Problem is they leave that university in four or five years and HR people all over the country will tell you they're not prepared. They're not prepared and they're, and they're entering a society that is a different one that they were taught about for the last four or five years for their quarter of a million dollars or whatever it cost. Well, and I can't speak to it's now been a long time since I was in college. Was learning interpersonal skills a big part of it? Of course it was. And did it add value? Absolutely it did. Oh, I mean, I tell people all the time, but what I got out of college was I continued to learn how to learn. But there is no relationship to the degree I received and what it is now, I do for a living. all this being said, if I got to be honest, the two master's degrees I have were far more valuable than the college degree. Now, the catch to that is you weren't getting the master's degrees without the college degree. The actual learning aspect, what you're saying is you learn more about the things that you applicable were going to do in learning. business. Yes. yes, that would have been highly applicable, whereas a lot of the other stuff that you trudge through for the four years is just stuff you had to trudge through I to could, get from A to B. I could argue the first two years of college were the least valuable, but they were required and it gave you a little bit of time to grow up, make sure you knew what you wanted to do, you got in the right major, and then really began learning subject matter in the last two years. All right. Uh, one of the differences would be, though, if we look at it in this day and age now, college loan debt is crippling for a lot of kids. Yep. 
they are carrying the equivalent of a mortgage out there into real life. Um, student loan debt often forces college graduates to live with parents, delay marriage, financial independence, and everything else that they, they'd like to do in their life. Uh, many college, 45% of all college graduates now in the United States are employed in jobs that do not require a college degree. I did not realize that. One-third of all the billionaires in the world do not have a college degree. 25% of all multimillionaires in the United States do not have a college degree. Okay, here would be my question. How old are they? You were less likely oh, to have a college degree the older you are. Um, learning a trade profession is a better option than college for many young kids. Yeah, I do agree with that. There is no sense in going to school, paying for college, getting into debt, if you know you want to be a, a plumber, electrician. Now, could there be an advantage to going and taking some business classes at the local community college? You better believe it. But you don't need that piece of paper that costs a whole lot of money. Yeah, can You, you just a, need the education, that, potentially, that's just, assume for, if you're going to run your own business. All right, the 19-year-old that asked me this question, what he wanted to do, he was working really three jobs. He was living at home, and his first full year working, he saved $35,000. He said he expects to be able to go at that pace for a four or five-year period of time and save one hundred and fifty dollars to $200,000. His goal and objective is to begin to buy storage units. That's the business that he wants to be in. That certainly doesn't require a degree. Now... In the discussions I had with him, and this is what you were getting at, uh, he said, the fact that I, I'm not necessarily going to go get that degree has nothing to do with what I think my ability to learn is. Mm-hmm. And, and now, now you're going to have to have a lot of discipline. Your, uh, yes. Your uncle, incredibly successful, had one year of college at UTC. Is he smart? Yep. Very smart. Uh, is he talented? Is he educated? Very, very much so. Can he talk about a wide variety of subjects? Yes. What he doesn't have is a degree to, associated with it. Now, there's a part of him, when you talk to him about it, he says, oh, I wish I, he that he wishes it. he had the yeah. degree. But he doesn't wish he had the degree for any other reason to say he had a degree. Yeah. It doesn't have anything to do with the level of success that I he's think had. what his answer to that would be that if you asked him, should you get a degree, his answer is going to be yes. Now, I mean, not for everybody. In fairness, but. 99.9% of the people that he hires that work inside of the office, not, now he's got maintenance people that are out on golf courses and stuff like that, but in the office, all of those people have degrees, and all of those group people normally have multiple degrees, yes. and they have graduate degrees. So, I mean, you got to be a little bit careful there, because, yes. I mean, to me, the, the there's a couple of potential debates here. One is whether you're trade-oriented and you really don't want to be back in a classroom. But you still got to have enough discipline if you're not going to be in a classroom to continue to get educated and continue to learn in some way, shape, or form. And look, classrooms take many different looks. I mean, the, we did that meeting a couple of years ago, two or three years ago, over at the labor, the electrical. Yeah. Union. Would you call it? Yeah, it was a, yeah, un, it was a union, union, but it's a training facility for people that want to be electricians out there. They were in classrooms. Yes. But they were learning a marketable skill, and they were interning relative to that skill while they were going to class. 
That doesn't really happen in the college world for the most part unless you go out there personally and design that. It is being, there are a lot of fields where it's actually required. Here's what I would absolutely tell people. I would not design an education for myself that included me getting a college degree if I had to borrow $100,000 or $200,000 to do it. I, I, would, I would simply find another way to get it done. Now, no. Now, here's a I can I throw in the doctor caveat. That would be yeah, one where that's going to be a that's di- just what it costs. But I'm 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 looking at what the ups. I don't think you can look at borrowing a significant amount of money, the nature of which we're talking about here, right? Without a thorough analysis of what your potential ability to repay that is, and what Absolutely. is my what's my gain? I've got to be. Look, in, 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 I graduated from college in 1971, 1972, or 71. Nobody, they just said, get the piece of paper. Nobody asked me, well, what you major in? Nobody cared. Or maybe they did, but it was in the course of normal conversation. It wasn't relative to employment. Right. If anybody did ask me, they say, just show me your certificate. Well, there's my certificate. Well, good. You can come work for us. Yeah. You don't need to pay 200000 for that. For that. 267-1023. Let's talk money. We'll be right back. Let's talk money on Talk Radio 102.3.